Yeah, there's a bowl game to get into, and we'll find out where Tennessee's going here in the next week, but winter's coming. December is just days away, and it's going to be a wild, wild race of the finish. Roster management, who's going, who could be coming, COVID seniors, all that and more. Your questions as well. All that on a Tuesday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Tuesday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Balls, your team every single day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you everydayers make up the show. And today is your show because in segments two and three, going to get into your mailbag questions. So got a whole lot to get into today. As I mentioned in the cold open, man, I am, I'm super sad that the season's gone. Bowl game coming up. I recognize that. But what's your team going to look like in 2024? <laughs> So much is going to happen over the next couple of weeks, and we're going to start diving down into that a little bit here in segment number one. So uh, that's a whole lot of fun. Continue to subscribe to Lockdown Balls on the YouTube channel. The race to 10K uh, it is up there, so thank you for that. And, of course, downloading us wherever you listen to your podcast. I want to start out the show today by kind of going back and reviewing Senior Day, that senior uh, celebration, if you will, the ceremony prior to kickoff before Tennessee throttled Vanderbilt 48-24. to Which seniors went through senior day, which seniors did not, and which ones do I think could come back and which ones are likely to walk? Going to kind of go through this. Again, none of this is official. This is just kind of kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and, you know, take that for whatever it's worth. All right, so here is a list of seniors, only six of them, who did not participate in senior day ceremonies, which, again, would mean that they probably want to come back, right? At least that's what I think. Uh, Javante Spragans is one of those guys, and um, I think NIL is going to play a factor into him and a couple of others, so I wouldn't say that it's a you know a slam dunk or anything, but his injury, I think, really puts a, a cloud over his NFL future right now because it was a late injury, and it's unfortunate for him, but maybe good for Tennessee to where Spragans could come back and exercise that COVID year of eligibility. So Spragans did not go through senior day activities. And and right now I would say that he's back. But again, that's that's nothing that's nothing to tank to the bank here. Danico Slaughter is a guy that I could see coming back. Um he did not go through senior day activities. For Slaughter, what's your outlook? Are you an NFL corner right now? No. Are you a cornerback right now? I don't know. I could see him coming back and play safety potentially. I would expect Danico Slaughter back. Uh, Dane Davis, who just picked up SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week honors. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that he would probably be coming back. Jackson Lampley as well did not go through senior day. I would assume Jackson Lampley would be coming back. Keenan Peely coming off that injury. Um, can you get that waiver? We'll see. He did not play the rest of the season after the season opening game against Virginia. Um, you know, We'll see what happens. But I think that at least for some of these injured guys, some news could be coming quickly um, you know, sooner rather than later. I think Keenan Peely could be one of those guys. So would be a huge addition if Tennessee could get him back for sure. And then Cooper Mays. You know, Cooper Mays is arguably one of the most important guys in this offense outside of the quarterback center position. We know about that. He's 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 a top priority, in my opinion. Cooper Mays did not go through senior day, so you would assume that that's a good sign, right? I think NIL is going to play a factor in this one. So I would lean towards Cooper Mays being back at this time, but certainly not a slam dunk. Again, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Those were six guys who were seniors who did not go through senior day activities. Uh, back to Keenan Peely for a moment. He wants to get to the NFL. He's an older guy, 
been there, done that. We know he's married, he can run a car, all that stuff. He came to Tennessee to get taped to go to the NFL. He did not get that tape. So, again, another reason why I think Keenan Peely is inclined to come back to Tennessee. So, we'll see. Here is a list of 36 players who went through senior day activities. A lot of these guys are out of eligibility, but I just kind of want, want to run through these here with you uh, right now. Amari Thomas went through senior day activities. He could come back for a COVID year. Um, what's his NFL stock look like? I think he'll be trying to get some feedback and all that and then make a decision. Gabe Judy Lolly. Another guy that could come back if he wanted to. Same thing there. What's his stock look like? Um, he would be welcome back if he wanted to come back. Will Albright is a walk-on from Greenville High School, and um, he could come back for COVID year of eligibility. You know, we'll see. Austin Lewis is a walk-on. He's out of eligibility. Roman Harrison is out of eligibility, and his uh, Tennessee career is over. Aaron Beasley is out of eligibility. Uh, Braden Kravosh is a walk-on offensive lineman. He's out of eligibility. D. Williams, returner, out of eligibility. Karat Garland, defensive tackle, out of eligibility. Again, these are guys who went through senior day activities and if they can come back or not. Kwasi Garland, who, man, it's a shame. He was injured in the opener of the 2022 season, and then he hadn't played since. Uh, injuries forced him off the field. He was going to be in the linebacker rotation all year long last year. Um, he's out of eligibility, but he did suit up and go through the Tia final time, so I thought that was really, really neat. Um, Isaac Green, a walk-on defensive tackle, he's out of eligibility. Tyler Barron uh, went through senior day activities. He has a year to where he can come back and utilize it if he wants to. I don't anticipate that. That's just me. Um, certainly played like a guy that looked like he had nothing to lose. <laughs> I would assume Tyler Barron would be um, declaring for the NFL draft. That is my opinion. Tamari McDonald is a guy that you know missed the last couple of games of the season, went through activities, has another year, and I think that's one to watch that, that, that could come back as well. Same with Wesley Walker. Um, Wesley Walker. Uh, injured a little bit, missed the last couple of games, and you know could come back. And so we'll uh, we'll have to see. Gaston Moore, walk on quarterback, um, went through activities, could come back, could be your backup quarterback next year to begin the year, depending on where Jake Merklinger is. So I would assume Heupel's going to do all he can to have Gaston Moore come back and be a part of the roster. Parker Ball's out of eligibility. He was a walk on. John Campbell has another year of eligibility. Of course, he's been banged up and. The plan was for John Campbell to come play one year and go to the draft. Um, this was his sixth year, so if he comes back, it'd be a seventh year. He already got the waiver. I mean, he's got another year if he wants to use it. We'll see. Um, I would anticipate this time that he would probably not be back, but we'll see. Omar Norman Lott, been banged up a little bit, has another year. We'll see what he wants to do. Um, Joe Milton's out of eligibility. Jack Jancic, walk-on wide receiver, is out of, out of eligibility. Michael Bittner, walk-on wide receiver, out of eligibility. Jeremiah Crawford, offensive lineman, out of eligibility. Kamal Haddon, of course, injured. He's out of eligibility. Hunter Salmon, tight end, walk-on, out of eligibility. Uh, Jalen McCullough is out of eligibility. Um, McCallan Castle's out of eligibility. Ollie Lane, out of eligibility. Jacob Warren, Ramel Keaton, out of eligibility. Charles Campbell, your kicker, is out of eligibility. Jabari Small went through senior day, was emotional during the ball walk, has a year of COVID eligibility. Um... We'll see what happens. I would anticipate at this time that he would he would not exercise that. But again, we'll see what happens. Going to be a wild month of December. Brandon Turnage has another year somehow. He could come back if he so chooses. Warren Burrell has another year somehow. He could come back if he chooses. Brew McCoy, of course, the injury. Um, he is progressing really, really nicely, and that's good for him. Could be bad for Tennessee. You want what's best for, for Brew 
it's depending on where he is in terms of when the pro day and all that would, would happen. What does he hear back from NFL scouts? Um, a chance that he could return, but of course, very much dependent on that timetable, in my opinion. But he does have another year of eligibility. And then finally, Elijah Simmons, um, who went through COVID uh, or who went through senior day activities. And I'm pretty sure he has another year um, for COVID uh, eligibility as well. So, again, a lot of names I just threw at you, but a lot of you guys are saying who went through senior day activities, who went through who could come back, who elected not to go through senior day activities that could come back. And that's kind of a running list. Again, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like I could see McDonald back. I could see Thomas back. I could see Peely back. I could see Mays back. I could see Spragans back and a whole lot more. And, and that's good to talk about right now. But of course, well, let's, I mean, we're, we're in 2023 guys. NIL is going to be a factor for sure. So we'll see kind of how all these transpire, but a lot of seniors, that's 36 who went through the walk an additional six, so 42 seniors we're talking about right now who, now all of them won't come back, but um, some of them, obviously, uh, of the ones who were eligible could come back and be a part of this team in 2024, and we'll continue to uh, take a look at that as uh, the weeks go on here in December. I want to get into your questions. A lot of you guys ask about who I think, you know, more from that list, those names, also from the transfer portal. We'll get into your questions coming up next right here on Locked On Vaults. We'll see about our friends over at FanDuel. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about FanDuel, there's no better time to get in that action than right now. From the spreads to the player props, which are super fun if you're new to FanDuel as well, the totals, overs, unders, and a whole lot more, that's all the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. And again, new customers, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. All that and more happening at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on to continue kicking off the NFL season right now. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Another proud sponsor of the show, that is LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Again, we have all put our online we have all put our resumes online with hopes of getting that next stepping stone job and furthering our career. Maybe we're where we want to be and you're a small business owner, but you need some help and you need somebody that's qualified and someone you can trust. You can find those people at LinkedIn Jobs. Is it just a job board? LinkedIn's got a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many different hats to begin with and might not have the time or resources to make that hire. Thankfully, LinkedIn, the process, it's super, super easy, intuitive, quick, and it's for you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hey guys, welcome back into your Tuesday edition of Locked On Vols. Every day is it's when you take over the show and it starts right now. Mailbag edition of the show. Got a couple of questions we'll get into here in segments two and three. And as always, I appreciate you guys for sending them in. We'll start with James. James says, of the seniors eligible to come back, which seem most likely to come back at this time? Odds Cooper Mays and Amari Thomas make it back. I assume alongside Peely and Brew, they're the ones you'd most like back. Um, yeah, I mentioned Cooper Mays for sure in terms of priority. Um, and, and again, I, NIL is going to play a factor for a lot of these guys, especially for Cooper, in my opinion. Um, he's a priority. The fact they didn't go through senior day, I think, is, is a good sign. I mean, I really do. 
So I would say, you know, Cooper for sure. We'll see about Amari Thomas. He had some NFL interest after last season. So I'm intrigued to hear what he kind of got back or he kind of, um, you know, heard back in terms of, you know, what what, what his potential could be in the draft. Um, Bryson Easton, I think, is going to come back, in my opinion. Let's see here. Uh, assume alongside Peely and Brew, they're the ones you like most back. Um, yeah, Cooper and then trying to think if there's another i mean you, you welcome back a lot of these guys i'm trying to think if there's another priority along those lines spragans i guess would be would be one for sure so uh we'll see about coop amari thomas a little bit more wait and see um peely and Bru brews all about his recovery and uh, right now I'm, I'm i'm leaning good thoughts on keenan peely but uh, again we'll have to see james appreciate it as always we'll go to brian uh brian said this is this is from saturday night just kind of some thoughts solid Finale minus the opening drive. Hard to get behind any defensive coaches except for defensive line. Of course, that's Rodney Garner. I would uh, I would say Ryan Jean Marie is somebody you can get behind if if you're going to pick somebody else. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's been one of the more one of the better coaches Tennessee's had on staff each of the past three years with what he's had to work with. And you know, talk about playing younger guys, man. He's force fed those young linebackers. They're going to be a whole lot better for it. Uh, Brian goes on to say Milton finally had himself a day when it didn't matter. <laughs> Good W. Hope to see more Nico in the bowl game. Have a great weekend. Brian, always appreciate our conversations. Uh, let's go to Braden. Braden says, over Thanksgiving, my father-in-law asked me this, and I want to get your take. I personally don't have a side. In your opinion, do you attribute more of Tennessee's success and turnaround to more over the past three years? Who do you attribute the success more success more? For the turnaround the past three years, Josh Heupel or the players? It's a good question. Um, certainly, coaches don't play the game. I mean, players got to go out there and execute. So, you know, the players, their buy-in, their willingness to stay here, adapt, and, and go out there and execute. Um, you know, it goes a long way. But I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the head coach. I mean, you were the laughingstock of college football. Um, incident like cloud over your program, recruiting restrictions. Uh, negatively recruiting against you or other schools, but you just came in and went to work, implemented a new system that was a 180-degree flip from what you are running under Pruitt, what Pruitt wanted Jim Chaney to run, and you bought in and went to work, and you, get, you gave these guys something to believe in. So credit immensely to the players, no doubt about it, but you know they had to, they had to get belief from somewhere, in my opinion, and that comes from Josh Heupel and his coaching staff. So I would give more success to the coach for sure. Uh, Corey says... Yeah, this is one of many Dylan Sampson questions we're going to get, and I'm happy to answer it. And your opinion, is Dylan Sampson doing the same thing Jalen Wright did last year with NIL? Would you rather play? Okay, so we'll separate these questions. Yeah, uh, again, a lot of you guys are sending Dylan Sampson. I didn't talk about it on yesterday's show because the rumor mill wasn't really churning whenever I, uh, whenever I recorded the show. Um, look, there are going to be so many rumors out there. It's the era we're living in in college football. And for players like Dylan Sampson, I mean, you can't fault him if you want to put out a cryptic social media post or whatever. If you want to, you you want to see if you can, you know, cash in for a little bit more money nil wise. You can't blame him. You know why? Because every other decent player at every other school around the country is doing the same thing. Um, I think Dylan Sampson knows his value here at Tennessee. Tennessee, with you know, with the assumption that Jalen Rod's going to the NFL and that Jabari Small is going to move on. I mean, Dylan Sampson's your RB1. Cam Seldon's your RB1B. You know, um, the staff loves those two guys. 
And, and Dylan Sampson knows that, but still, it's got to be frustrating, man. You pretty much win the Kentucky game there. You take over the fourth quarter, and then you didn't get hardly, you know, I think maybe 20 carries since then, something like that. I know it's got to be frustrating, but to your question, is Dylan Sampson doing the same thing Jalen Wright did last year with NIL? Likely. And Tennessee stepped up. Jalen Wright was in the same situation. Jalen Wright was the best running back on roster last year, in my opinion. Didn't get the touches to reflect that. I'm not saying that Samson's better than Wright this year. I'm just saying it's similar situations. Tennessee saw the value, stepped up, made sure that he was going to be here, and it's off to the races, no pun intended. So, I, yes, I, I I do think that, so to answer your question. Corey goes on to say, would you rather play UNC, NC State, or Notre Dame in a bowl? Um, I didn't even know Notre Dame was on the table, to be honest with you. Um, of those three, I'd rather play Notre Dame just because, I mean, it's, you know, cream of the crop right in terms of you know college football teams and college football programs i just think that'd be neat um between unc and nc state unc because you're going to play nc state here pretty soon and yes drake may probably won't play in the bowl game but he might bryce young played in the bowl game last year um but drake may probably won't but i still think there's more to it with unc than nc state and then finally would you who would you rather have as your quarterback in the josh heupel offense josh dobbs who would you rather have, Dobbs or Hendon with Josh Heupel's offense? Um, I mean, it's hard to beat Hendon Hooker with Josh Heupel's offense. I mean, we saw it last year. It was a magical year. You're also seeing Josh Dobbs making plays in the NFL right now, and he was an all-SEC quarterback. So because I've seen it, and because I've seen it go at a high level and lead the nation in scoring, and by God, he should have been a Heisman finalist. I said it on a couple weeks ago show. Some Georgia fan jumped in here and chastised me because I said this. And I'm going to say it again. The fact the fact that, um, what's his face, Stetson Bennett, again, I don't mean to say what's his face, great story, good college player. I mean, it truly is a good story. But the fact that Stetson Bennett was a Heisman finalist last year is blasphemy. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous, in my opinion, and he got that spot over Hendon Hooker. Anyway, um, I would rather have Hendon Hooker in the Josh Heupel offense because I've seen it work at a high level. Now, Josh Dobbs in the Josh Heupel offense, whoo, that'd be fun to see as well. But because I've seen it, give me Hendon Hooker in the Josh Heupel offense because that's pretty hard to beat. Um, so Jacob wants to know about Dylan Sampson as well. Have a similar offseason to Jay Wright with regard to NIL and transfer portal. Yes. Seems like there have been some cryptic stuff out there shed around from the Instagram, similar to Jay Wright tweeting last year. Yeah, again, I, I think it's I think it's very similar uh, situations. Um, Boggs wants to know way too early record prediction for next year, assuming they have an average good transfer portal class. Yeah, I think that's hard to answer right now because where is this roster in two weeks? Where is it in three weeks? Um, who leaves your roster to go in the transfer portal? Which COVID seniors elect to come back again? I mean, if you just look at the outlook, say Cooper Mays decides to come back. I mean, that's a huge lift. Uh, what if Gerald Mincy or, or um, J John Campbell or one of those tackles decides to come back? Gerald Mincy is another one I didn't mention. Um, that, that's a huge lift. And so, uh, again, I think that it's it's a little bit of wait and see. And plus, who does Tennessee get in the transfer portal? But you're breaking a new quarterback. Um, you, you like your running back field regardless of – you know, that's assuming Dylan Sampson is in here as well. But you like you like your options at running back. You got some young receivers you can kind of work with. Dante Thornton's going to come back and and be healthy defensively. Um, you still like what you have on the defensive line because you played a lot. You like those young linebackers. 
I don't know. I mean, way too early prediction without giving it hardly any thought and knowing that it's just been 2023 and it just ended, I mean, eight and four, nine and three. And, and again, we'll, we'll look and see exactly what the schedule looks like from week to week because we don't even know that right now. So there's so many unknowns at this time, but excited to see what Nico can do. So at worst, I would say, you know, right now, probably what you just had in 2023, but obviously you want to hope for some better. Uh, we'll get uh, one more question in before we turn it over here for segment number three. And we'll go to my bookmarks. Sorry, sorry. All right, we'll go to Adam. Adam says, we finally, we're finding success throwing the ball over the middle of the field because it was Candy Vandy, or was it because we waited until the final game of the year to attack it? Um, Tennessee's tried to attack the middle of the field a couple different times. Uh, and... and you know, found success, but a lot of times, you know, did not. And then it kind of went away from it for a lot, a lot of points in times and throwing outside a lot of the times. Um, I think Vanderbilt was so concerned about stopping Tennessee's run game because Tennessee run for ever against Vanderbilt the first two years under Josh Heupel that, you know, Clark Lee saw them, that they were selling out to stop the run and saying, all right, Joe Milton, beat us over the top. And, and surely he did. Um, they were playing more guys in the box. Star player was playing down. Safeties were playing down. And all you have to do is win one-on-one -on -one matchups and, for Mel Keaton's sake, get inside leverage and go over the middle of the field like you did on drive number one. I think that had more to do with it in terms of stopping the run. And then lastly here from Adam, do you know who has been the main signal caller, Heupel or Halsley, just out of curiosity? I don't know that. I really don't. Um, I have assumptions. I assume it's Josh Heupel, um, at least a little bit more than Joey Halsley because Joey Halsley will – take on a little bit and then gain more and more as, you know, he has more experience. I think that's how it was at Alex Golish, his first year at UCF and his first year here at Tennessee. And then I think it was a lot of Alex Golish there towards the end. My assumption is that it is more Josh Heupel than Joey Halsley. But again, I don't know that for certain. Uh, we got more of your questions, more of your comments coming up next year on Lockdown Vols. I do want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than your two to six player stat projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money back this football season, and now you can play during basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. This week on Price Picks, I'm selecting Christian McCaffrey for more than 75 rushing yards and Pat Mahomes with more than two passing touchdowns. Joe Burrow, this is an old, old, old copy here I'm reading because, of course, Joe Burrow is out for the season. Joe Burrow, more than two passing touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey, more than 75 receiving yards. You can combo those plays as well. Plus, take some plays from football and pair it with basketball as well with the Specials League. So there's a whole lot of fun over there at Price Picks. Plus, check out what the reboot policy is to protect you from injuries as well. Don't want to bury the lead here, but if you go to pricepicks.com slash college and use the promo code LockedOnCollege, for your first deposit, you're going to get an instant deposit match up to $100. That means if I put in $70, PricePix.com is going to match me $70 all the way up to $100 on your first deposit. Again, that's PricePix.com slash college. Go have fun today. Win 25 times your money back over to PricePix.com slash college. All right, guys, welcome back into Locked On Balls here on a Tuesday. Your questions, mailbag edition of the show that's happening right now. Uh, if you hear a little outside noise, I got the dog in here with me in, in the home office, uh, getting my air conditioning and heating unit serviced right now. 
Um, you know, I, I joined Boogie Bentley on Monday mornings, and he, the last couple of weeks he's been going through, and Boogie obviously watches the show too. Uh, Boogie's been going through some internet issues with Spectrum, and um, I've been there, done that. But anytime you work from home and you do any type of broadcasting, you just kind of have to roll with the punches right now. So if you hear any outside noise, I do apologize. Uh, but I've I got to have some heat in this house, man. Heat went out. It's cold right now. You got to get your boy uh, covered up a little bit with some blankets, but I didn't want to bring that on the show. If you're watching, make me look a little weak. So anyway, back to your questions. We'll go to Ricky here. Or we'll start with Jared, actually. From a production standpoint, do you think the tight end position will be better, stagnant, or worse next year? Uh, we'll have solid options in Ethan Davis and Jonathan Eccles. I'm also really high on Emmanuel Okoye. Uh, excited to see what he can do after taking some time to learn the game and learn the offense. Yeah, um, intriguing prospect, Dan, uh, Danny o or Emmanuel Okoye. Um, you know, a guy that never played football up until like last year, coming from the NFL Academy in London. Um, I think he still has a, a mile, miles and miles to go in, in terms of being ready to contribute in this offense, but he's a guy to watch for sure because he's very intriguing, long, athletic, and he could be a weapon down the line. I don't know if that's going to be this year or not. Jonathan Eccles, I like him as a prospect too, but I mean, how many times do we see true freshmen contributing at the tight end position? Didn't see it with Miles Campbell in 2022. Didn't see it with Ethan Davis in 2023. However, Ethan Davis currently the only scholarship tight end on roster for next year, so maybe out of necessity, Eccles will have to play. I think Tennessee will attack the transfer portal for sure to kind of pair with Ethan Davis. As far as a production standpoint, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it would be hard in terms of touchdown receiving standpoint that they, they do more than what Jacob Warren and what McCallum Castles had done this year. I mean, that position this year really really good as we know it's way more than just catching a couple passes a game they don't the volume's not there for the tight end position but they've cashed in with some touchdowns this year but you know h-back blocking all that type of stuff moving around it's the ultimate variable in this offense is why you've got to have two and so from a production standpoint helping block for 2,000 yards on the ground this year and with all the receiving touchdowns those two have caught this year I would say no um, but hopefully it's not a huge drop-off. Jared, good question there. Uh, let's go to Ricky. Another good question here. When Chase Burns left, talking about baseball here, it seemed like you guys have known that for a long time that he was gone. Are there any football players like that, and why don't you guys comment on in-season transfer news? It's a good question. First and foremost, why we don't comment on it? Number one, you don't want to burn a source. Wholeheartedly, that's the number one answer. You don't want to burn a source. Number two... Things change all the time. Take Chase Burns, for example. You brought him up. Chase Burns was gone. As soon as he went to the to the bullpen, he was gone. He was done. Now, give him credit. He didn't, I mean, he might have pouted, but he, he still went out there and performed and was one of Tennessee's main reasons that Tennessee got to the uh, College World Series as my dog is going ballistic over here because uh, the guy's working on the window just outside of us. But Chase Burns is one of the biggest reasons why Tennessee went to the College World Series. So he was gone, and then for a while, he was coming back, and it was all good, and then it wasn't, and then he actually left. So things change all the time, so that's why you don't comment on a lot of those during the season, because just like in recruiting, these kids change their minds all the, all the time, and plus with the NIL factor, it can change the snap of your fingers. So um, lastly to your question, are there any players like that right now, or have there been this season? Um not really. I mean, there's some that we assume, right? I mean, I think Addison Nichols is one to 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 watch for sure because he was a highly touted prospect. 
Um, had a couple of chances, didn't didn't make the most of them, and, and certainly didn't play. And even in some of these games where I thought he should have been playing over some veterans who probably aren't going to be starting here next year, he he didn't. Is one game against Vanderbilt enough to keep him on campus? I, I don't know, but like I haven't heard anything about Nichols, but I'm just saying like that would be one to watch. So n- not necessarily any to the extent of Chase Burns, but um, you never want to comment on that during the season simply because it can change in a fly and you don't want to burn your sores. Uh, Doug Vol 20 says, not trying to belittle Will Brooks, but why was he stepping into the star role as a walk-on when we have so many young scholarship guys to play back there? Also thought Warren Burrell worked in that spot. Has he outperformed them all? One thing I'll say about Will Brooks, he's a veteran, he knows where to be, and he's athletic enough to be back there and play it. I remember Will Brooks as the first safety off the bench in the Virginia game, and I went to Tim Banks um, after media availability that following week, and I said, hey, Will Brooks, he got out there before Jordan Thomas, he got out there before uh, turn time. Why is that? And, And essentially Tim Banks was like, he earned it. Those guys missed a lot of fall camp. He didn't miss a day. He earned it, and he knows where to be. And, um, you know, that was his answer there. In terms of the star position, you had T-Mac injured. Jordan Thomas came into play injured. And then you went to Will Brooks. So, like, it was the third option there. But I'm with you as well. Can't Brandon Turnage play that spot? Warren Burrell practiced uh, the star all fall camp. Like, it's great to be versatile, but if these guys go back and play cornerback and hadn't played star in the last couple of weeks, I mean, sure, you don't feel great about it, but, like, you still should throw him out there, in my opinion. So I'm kind of with you in that. Why wasn't Warren Burrell playing that star position? Why wasn't I don't know some I don't know if John Slaughter or Ricky Gibbs or any of those guys have ever practiced star, but I know Warren Burrell has practiced star. So I don't know. That's that's a that's a really really good question. Uh, Tyler says love seeing love to see and hear the love from Joe during the game. Do you think he stayed in as long as he did? Because Hypo already knows he is planning to play in the ball game. I think Joe Milton played as long as he did because it was senior day and because Josh Heupel wanted to pad some stats. That is of my opinion. Uh, Kurt says, over under 50% of the fan base whose first question after the Vandy game was, where was that Joe all season? (laughs) And asking that, are you more... Let's see here. My computer just refreshed on me. Um, Are you more left with the thought that you're happy Joe went out with a great game or left wondering what could have been this season? Yeah, a little bit of both, right? Um, It's a little frustrating because you saw how good he can be. Now, remember, Vanderbilt is very bad. (laughs) Vanderbilt is a very bad football team, but they're still on scholarship to play football. Um, I think it's more you're happy that it went out that way for him. and In my opinion, he'll play the bowl game. You're more happy for him, at least for me, but it is a little frustrating because he was cool, calm, collective. He was so sure of himself, and he played like that. you would have loved to see a little bit of that throughout more of the season. So, yeah, um, I think it's a little frustrating that it all happened in the last game of the season. I get that, but I'm more happy for him than anything. All right, Bruce says, worst case scenario, everyone who can leave as a senior leaves. Where are you at? How bad would it be? You'd be in trouble. It's a good question. Could you be in trouble? I mean, we're talking about huge pieces on the offensive and defensive lines. You can recruit. You can go get transfer portal to help supplement all that type of stuff. But on the offensive line, you're young, young offensive lineman. I mean, I mentioned Addison Nichols a moment ago, but he's like the only young offensive lineman that's played. I mean, Messiah Reddick, Mo Clipper, Brian Grant, Bison Lang. I mean, those guys haven't played. And so where are you there? Obviously, you don't feel good about where you are right now. Um, 
all those defensive linemen that they choose to leave, all these secondary guys that they choose to leave, um, you'd be in trouble, in my opinion. That's why I think you need a, a healthy mixture of some of those guys coming back. Now, all those guys won't come back, and you don't need all of those guys, but you do need some of those guys, in my opinion. Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric said, okay, he wants to know about Samson, of course. Okay, I've already answered that. I think we got two more here. Uh, we'll go to Zachary Whitfield. Do you see Jay Hop using Nico more in the run game next year? Because Joe didn't really use his legs like I hoped he would. Um, at points and times this year, they called design runs for Joe. And I think as the year went on, his situational awareness got better, which as a six-year quarterback, it should have always been there. But, you know, he hadn't played an awful lot of football to be a six-year guy, to be completely honest with you. Anyway, I think as the year went on, they started calling design runs for Joe to kind of get him going. I think that helped Tennessee out a lot. Um, Alabama game, it helped Tennessee out a lot. Kentucky game a little bit. Kind of towards the midway, towards the end of the season, that they called those, you know, design runs there on the goal line where he got two rushing touchdowns. I know they were zone reads, but I, I feel like at least one of those was a called keep. Um, are they going to call those for Nico? Let's see. Um, he's not 240 pounds, not anywhere close to it right now. So we'll see. But uh, you know, uh, I think we just kind of have to see what Nico looks like out there before we start seeing if they're going to call design runs for him. I think he needs to get bigger first and foremost. Uh, before they do anything like that. He's got escape ability, meaning he can get out of the pocket and throw and escape pressure. He's not what I would call a tuck-and-a-run guy right now. And lastly, it goes to Roba22. He's got three questions. We'll move through them pretty quickly. Of the injured guys, who do you think can come back and play in the bowl game? Good question. Gerald Mincy needs rest. Is he going to shut it down and be done for the offseason? I don't know. But because Gerald Mincy's been playing, even though he's been super hurt, I would assume that he could play in the bowl game. John Campbell, I would assume, would be healthy enough to play in the bowl game. Javante Spragans can't. Obviously, Brew can't. Um, Keenan Peely can't. Um, T-Mac, I would assume, can because he's been ruled out in pregame warm-ups each of the past two weeks. I would assume T-Mac can. Wesley Walker can't. Dante Thornton can't. Who else am I thinking of? Roman Harrison. I would assume Roman Harrison could, and he probably will because, you know, he doesn't have an NFL future. So those are a couple. I'm sure I missed some, but that's kind of my opinion right now. Who do you think will opt out for the bowl game? Good question, and that will be evolving as the weeks goes on. If Jalen Wright goes to the NFL, I do not think Jalen Wright will play in the bowl game. If Tyler Barron goes to the NFL, which I think that he will, I do not think Tyler Barron will play in the bowl game. Those are two guys I would watch for right now. Um, I feel like we're at this time, Joe Milton will play in the bowl game. Some of these seniors that don't really have NFL futures, like Ramel Keaton, I think will play in the bowl game. But I would start the conversation right now with Jay Wright and Tyler Barron. And then lastly, what was your favorite part of this last holiday weekend? Uh, hope you and the family had a wonderful time. Hey, same to you, man. I really appreciate you on VolQuest and here on Locked On Vols. My favorite part of the holiday weekend, as always, just going home and seeing my family. Um, love going and, and seeing Carissa, my wife, her family. Spent the, all of Thanksgiving with them. Went and saw my family, uh, my little niece, um, my uh, my cousin, uh, my aunts, my parents, and and you know my sister's family and um, you know in laws and all that. So like it was just a great time. I love getting to go home and spending time with my family because as you get older, um, you know those those opportunities are, are few and far between, or at least you you wish that they were more. So being home, spending time with family, and hey, the food wasn't bad. All right, that's going to do it here for this edition of Locked On Balls. Thanks for dealing with me through all the technical issues, the dog over here crying, the noise outside the window. We'll be back. We'll be uh, cleaner tomorrow. But uh, thank you so much for being here and submitting these questions. Everydayers, 
Continue to subscribe to Locked On Balls, the YouTube channel, if you haven't already. Push to 10K. We're getting close. But more importantly, continue to download these episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. We'll be back on Wednesday. This is Locked On Balls.